It's time for faith and life to connect. I first go before God, working on who and what I am before Him and what He's calling me to be as a husband. Where our Christian walk meets our day-to-day life. Dealing with that baggage can mean anything from delaying the marriage to dealing with the baggage. For sure. And where it's okay to laugh a little. Meaningless days, I look at. <laughs> I'm looking at meaningless days and live happily with the woman you love, and I'm trying to figure out how they wind up in the same set. <laughs> We're not saying that the marriage is meaningless. Heaven forbid we say. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for clarifying that. This is The Session with Tom Russell from Heritage Christian Counseling Ministries. What triggers your potential spouse? And that you guys both agree, yeah, they are triggers, and it is, as we grow, something we have to work through. But we're going to give you sort of the grace and space to do that. Well, hello, hello, hello. It is time for Faith and Life to connect here on Shine FM and on the podcast network at shinefmohio.com. I am Scott. He is Tom. This is the session. That's right. Yeah, get the microphone over where it's, come on, you're you're a professional. Let's get this in. I want to be heard. I thought it would be better if I had the microphone. That probably would help just a little bit. I thought there was a detail I was missing there. Oh, well, the little thing. Don't stress yeah. over it. <laughs> Don't worry about it. Yes. We, we are going to continue our chat about stress and worry today with seven ways Christians should deal with stress. That's right. So we will dive into that. And uh, this is week two of our series. It's probably going to go into a week three, knowing us. Yes. So you can follow along on the podcast network at shinefmohio.com. I've got full show notes in there uh, on all the shows for this. And uh, you can catch up on anything you may have missed in in past shows there as well. But before we dive into the whole thing, Tom, now that the housekeeping is done, we're going to dive into God's Word for our focal passage on stress. Okay, Scott, and here we go. It's Paul's writings in Philippians 4, 6, and 7. Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your heart and your mind in Christ Jesus. What what a wonderful blessing. What Scott. a neat reminder, yeah. Yeah. Hey, and speaking of reminder, that reminded me to say thank you. Okay. We have been getting some really nice comments recently from some of you that are hearing the show and you're letting Tom know what you're hearing and kind of responding to some of what we're sharing and we appreciate that. Yes, most definitely. Oh, and while we're on that and doing some housekeeping, we might want to say some of the feedback I'm hearing, Scott, is that they're not aware that we're on at 10 now and not 8. We're on at 10 now. Yeah, on Thursday mornings. (laughs) Uh, I'll have to hammer that a little bit harder this afternoon on Beyond Belief. Yeah, Yeah. I I can do that. So, yes, it is 10 o'clock now on Thursday mornings and on the podcast network. And May is Mental Health Awareness Month. I think that's the right title. Right. That's right. So we are kind of focusing on mental health this month with a focus on stress and worry. And it might be good before we start and dive in deep, Tom, to just uh, touch the surface of what worry is. Worry is to think about problems or fears to feel or show fear and concern because you think that something bad has happened or could happen. And worry feeds stress. And then stress is? It is our body's reaction to what our our mind mind is is thinking. thinking. Yeah. I've shared before, the neuropeptides from our minds carry the stress into our bodies. And if they locate in a specific place, place. Now, that's my professional opinion. If the neuropeptides focus on one specific part of the body, you're going to have issues there. 
That's why there could be ulcers or high blood pressure or heart issues. Yeah, mm-hmm. that kind of thing. Okay, yeah. tight muscles. Oh yeah, stiff oh. That stiffness. Okay. All right. So today we're diving into seven ways that Christians should deal with stress and anxiety by Aaron Loy. And Aaron is with Relevant Magazine, yes. so you can Google that for more information. So let's dive right in, Tom. Number one. Number one is admit there is a problem. That seems to be the first starting point for anything in a mental health kind of thing. It really is. It's about awareness of an issue. One of the things I've done in session to help teach that and teach awareness, how they sit on my couch, and I ask them, are you comfortable or uncomfortable? Well, how do you know whether you are? And I'm like, I don't care if you tell me you're uncomfortable. I'm not going out and buying a new couch. <laughs> so you'll be comfortable, but I want you to be aware. So they figure it out. And they go, I'm pretty comfortable. Well, how do you know? Because I'm not aware of any uh, uncomfortableness. Any oh, discomfort in my body. There, yeah. Or are you hungry or not? Well, as a matter of fact, I really am. Well, how do you know? I am aware of hunger pains. See, so we're beginning to identify physical symptoms, which will also translate, once they feel comfortable with that, then let's say, are you encouraged in this situation or discouraged? So then you have to become aware of it. So it's the first step. And it's the first step toward just being able to share and open up. Right, and so the next big piece of that, and one of the things that in my own private life that really is a big concern to me is when people don't own their own stuff, their own issue. They have it and they don't really care. It's a problem and they're bothering people and, and it, they, they don't care what they're doing. They don't own it. You know, in, in our society today. Or they deflect and blame it on somebody else. Right. They're not okay. going to own it. Being accountable for their own actions. That's right. So when you you do when you own it, you're going to be accountable. I'm seeing that in teenagers. That's probably one of the hardest things for teenagers to grasp is the idea that they need to be accountable for their own actions. Now, you know, it's no longer little sister's fault. Well, it's always little sister's fault. That's just kind of the way it is when you're a big brother. I know yeah. that because I are one, and it's always Lorraine's fault. But <laughs> so I have poor Lorraine. I got to meet her someday. Yeah, someday you may. And when she puts me away, she may contact you and say, hey, I'm locking him up. You may want to go visiting. Um, okay, so the first thing, admit there's a problem. All right. right. So there's the first way that we deal with stress and anxiety. The second one is to, okay, now I wasn't aware there was a healthy way to do this. Stop self-medicating in unhealthy ways. Right. Why specify unhealthy? Is there a healthy way to self-medicate? Self-medicating it can happen in healthy ways. Um, some examples is f- for the Christian, meditating on, on God's Word, uh, taking time in worship is a very important thing that, okay. that will help self-medicate. Journaling. How about if it's if it's putting some uh, Bengay on a sore muscle? <laughs> well, it doesn't have a spiritual component, really, but uh, yeah, okay. That's right, yeah. <laughs> What may cause you to praise the Lord? That muscle doesn't hurt anymore. <laughs> you, can, you can kind of, yeah, you can stand up straight and lift up, lift your hands up better. Yeah. Yeah, okay. okay. All right. So self, stop self-medicating in unhealthy ways, and examples include, oh, geez, now you're really going to meddle. Oh, yeah, we're meddling with Scott. And, folks, this is one of Scott's favorite things is snacking, but yep. then my favorite one is the drinking. <laughs> no, wait a minute. <laughs> 
Kathy, um, <laughs> do we need to have a conversation? <laughs> no, actually. So, but we're talking about unhealthy ways, which you can binge snack eating. I mean, it's yes. one thing to have four Oreos. It's another thing to eat the whole bag, or yes. the whole, whole container, or whatever you call it, package. Absolutely. Drinking clearly would be one that would not be healthy. Right. Camping out in front of the pool TV and and just maybe binging on some kind of... Um, Netflix series. Series, yeah. Not that I've ever done that with Murdoch Mysteries. Not never. unless I was a loner with somebody. <laughs> <laughs> not unless I was awake. <laughs> yes, which during COVID, Kathy and I almost binged on the uh, Hallmark Channel. Uh-huh. And all those romantic yes <laughs> when when my girls want to do that i usually either go to the basement or go upstairs uh-huh and they do their hallmark channel and then i binge watch mash so <laughs> <laughs> but what was interesting was that they always had the same theme you always uh-huh. knew there might be a, a slight little different twist they were met each other but they had a problem and in the end they always got together and was happily ever after right which i felt good about now, would video gaming incorporate in here too? We we're thinking about you know our teenagers and maybe right. young adults. Right, it's an escape. Earlier, when we were talking about accountability, and we you were saying there are so many teens that are not showing accountability because of all the screen time they put in, and all these video games of all this blood and guts stuff they're watching and games that they're playing. How much accountability is ever on a video game? How much does the does the villain who turns out to be the hero have to face his, the consequences of, in a video game of what he's done? So that's what teenagers learn. So they're learning no consequences for actions, and then they take the video game fantasy into their real world. Yeah. And then parents wonder why their kids are like they are. Exactly. And thus why screen time needs to be managed. Right. Early in my career, I remember reading research about Sesame Street in Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood. Right. And in that research, it showed that children learn from media, TV. Back then, it wouldn't have been some of the video games that are out today. Right. But the point is, it was very clear that children learned from what they watched. See, I learned a lot, too, watching Saturday morning cartoons. I, I watched Bugs Bunny, and I watched Roadrunner. And I learned something very, very important. New ways to thump Lorraine or what? No, I learned <laughs> that if if I did the stuff that Coyote did and if I spent all that money with Acme on all of these destructive products, uh-huh. the only person I wind up hurting is myself. There, and you figured that out. I figured it out. So oh. I just had to go pummel Lorraine myself and not worry about <laughs> buying things from Acme. But... <laughs> oh no, my gosh just, just, you're gonna have to meet her one day and you'll understand why but anyway <laughs> the problem is that it creates unhealthy habits it's like you said you know you spend all this time in front of a screen and then you take that fantasy into your real life and then right. some, all of a sudden you're wondering why it doesn't work right because it's the real world is not your fantasy and that's what's so sad and that's one of the the taints if you will on our society today We've said recently, the number one influencer in our children today is the media. Wow. And it should be us. It should and be what, parents. Right. It should be their their peers. It should be... Their youth pastor, maybe? Their youth pastor, yeah. What a thought. What a radical idea. Should we define what that is? A youth pastor? 
or a radical idea. <laughs> we better not dig into that too deep. All right, All right. So we're digging into seven ways Christians should deal with stress and anxiety by Aaron Loy from Relevant Magazine. Number three. Oh, man, Tom. <laughs> See, Tom comes off when when we spend this time together. It's fresh off him doing 40 or 50 laps in a pool. I've been, meanwhile, sitting behind a desk for two hours. And, okay, take care of yourself physically. <laughs> Munching on your no, ho No snacking. <laughs> no, that's one thing that has gone away is snacking. Very good, Scott. Well, mostly. Yeah, so taking care of yourself physically is so critically important because it, it actually is, believe it or not, an energy producer. Now, there are people out there that won't agree with that Yeah, because they've just started out. They did it once or twice, and they were so wiped out, and they're going, this is energy producing? Because they overdid it. Yeah, one of my comments to people who are I know at the Y, when I, I'm coming in and they're on their way out, I said, oh, you're on the best side of your workout. And they said, yeah, and I feel great. I'm energized. That's what they say. And I say, oh, I'm just about to get started. You know, I'm going to spend some energy. But so many people say I feel fresher. I feel my mind is more clear when I've spent time taking care of me physically. And after all, we are, without question, the temple of the Holy Spirit. So it is important that we take care of it. And my dad was younger than I am today when he began to be sedentary and life began to go downhill for him, he was, shall we say, horizontally challenged. Okay, so I'm I'm vertically challenged and horizontally blessed. <laughs> there, yeah, okay, yeah. And so then he didn't have any energy and emphysema and congestive heart failure was setting in. And I'm, I think about that and I'm ready to swim 10 more laps. I'm definitely wanting to take care of me and I'm tired and we're going to bed. And I said, well, honey, as soon as I do my exercises, I'll be up and I get right into them. I, I feel very, very blessed by that. My diabetes doctor is very much like you because he comes from a family where the men died of heart issues young. Uh huh. And he said, that's not going to happen to me. Mm -hmm. And he has a workout regimen that he does and he does it religiously just like uh -huh. you do. And that's what motivates him to keep doing that. And he's he's as skinny as you are, too. Oh, <laughs> it's a couple Thanks. inches shorter, but equally as skinny. Well, and you know, I think about it, too. And husbands out there, you might relate to this, too, that if you go to Walmart with your wife and about the second lap around Walmart, you're starting to get tired. <laughs> Yeah, you might want to exercise some so that you can make all those laps that your wife makes around Walmart. Right. And in my job at Walmart, or if it's one of the other grocery stores, is to make the store smaller. So we might be on this end of the store, and my wife says, "Oh, and we need this." And I said, oh, "I'll be happy. I'll go get it." Well, that might be, you know, it's at the other end of the uh, store. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Uh -huh. Yeah, and, and I do it, but I, I don't. I'm not tired when I do it. Yeah, it's divide and conquer. That's right. Yeah, you go that way, you go that way, we meet over here. That's true. Yes. Or walking Finley and Roxy, our dogs. Yeah. That's Let's kind of cycle back on something, Tom. We're talking about taking care of ourselves physically. How do we start that regimen if we haven't? Mm -hmm. All right, I am, I am definitely grossly overweight. And you know that I'm having some back issues. Mm -hmm. All right, so how do we start when we're at that, that position? Right. 
you know, we can't all jump in and do 50 laps in the pool. Right. If I try to do one lap in the pool, I'm probably going <laughs> to sink in the deep end. <laughs> what is what is the way that we start that? That's true. Well, just so you know, Scott, if you did, we put floaties on you. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very yeah. much. Does, yes. does it answer your question? And that would be important. <laughs> we start with developmental approach. I have been a pro advocate of developmental thinking almost all my career. And so developmental, we start out really small. When we think about goals of the week, we talk about goals uh, of the day. Well, the goal of the day you seriously want to get started with, if you think you're good for a half an hour, you do 15 minutes. If you think you're good for 15 minutes of working out, you go for 10. Because you want to leave that experience thinking, I could have done more. That's the whole key. Those who say, well, I, I, I'm good. My goal's an hour and a half. You know, and, and then they cart you out there of uh, the, the place. <laughs> because <laughs> They call a squad because you didn't make it an hour and a half. That's true. And then you're, you're a week... Letting your muscles relax and, and calm down before you even think, I'm not going back, man. My, you know, I feel my legs, man. They, they feel well, more. I don't want to hurt like that. Yeah. It's take it one thing at a time. And developmental, start out small. And then the, as the goals increase, the goal of the day increases or goals of the week increase, maybe next week we take 10 minutes and we make it 15. And then the next week we take 15 and we make it 20 or 25. And that in itself creates a longevity to it that you're you're growing into it gradually and you're beginning to experience the benefits without a lot of discomfort and that way you're helping your body out yes without to the torture aspect that's right and your body wants to therefore do those things right well and when i went through the surgeries that i did you know it wasn't like oh yeah i used to work out before i had surgery and you know what i was really horrible and i gave up no we started out with getting out of my hospital bed and walking to my hospital door and then it, i i was really blessed by this one we got out the next goal was getting out of my hospital bed and walking to the bathroom <laughs> <laughs> and the nurses were blessed too i mean yes. they appreciated that too <laughs> well and then it was you know maybe 15 feet down the hallway and then it was 25 feet down the hallway and the goal was to make the whole loop around the circle of the nurse's station. And, and, and so then when I got home, I, I, I remember push-ups. I was wondering if I could do one. I tried one, and I fell flat on my face. <laughs> I thought, I'll give this a few more days. I'll let that sit for a little while. Yeah. But then gradually my goal was one. It was three. It was five. And I've continued to build as I felt healthier. Now, from a mental health perspective, and we, we're talking about dealing with stress, we kind of handle, we've got to handle the stress the same way too. We're not going to do just one session with you and poof, it's gone. Right. It's something that we're going to, you're going to have to in session, you're going to work with somebody over a period of time to first assess the issue and then start the steps to, to deal with the issue, which could take some time. Right. And I, I'm pretty sure I have coming up a series of sessions about somebody who really does want to have accountability partner and coach and work through the physical side of how that person's feeling because they perceive themselves to be overweight. They're looking at right. potential surgery and we're going to help them develop a plan and celebrate the success when they 
get there 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 you go yeah all right we have a few more points to hit we're going to have to start working on those next time (sighs) so before we head off though tom if there are someone who has seen that they need to deal with that stress in their lives how can they get a hold of you to chat well 419-526-5523 and that's the mansfield number the number in ashland is it is 419-496 zero 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 seven very good the number in shelby the new office is five six seven eight four four zero zero three six and the website for tom is heritage christian counseling ministries.com next week we will wrap up well we'll finish the seven ways christians should deal with stress we got right. a little bit more <sighs> as we continue with mental health awareness month here on the session 